This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, everyone. We're pumped to be able to share an exclusive trailer with you after the show. From Blue Wire Studios comes Golden Goal, stories of soccer legends. Narrated by fellow Blue Wire host Brandon Kelly, each Monday, two new episodes will take a look into some of soccer's biggest stars and the moments that define their careers, from Holland, Zlatan, Messi, and Rapino, and many more. Each episode will focus in on the historical plays and personalities that make the sport great. So, just stay tuned after the episode and listen to Golden Goal, stories of soccer legends, wherever you get your podcasts. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is Kyler Murray. This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. He broke his ankles. He is Houdini. Touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. He's our Super Bowl champion here in Miami. All right, guys, welcome back to the Established the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points and our friends at Bet Online. I am your host, Blake Lovell. With me is my co-host, Bill Franken. We're back here for another exciting episode in what has been the longest offseason in the history of sports. And uh, we are going to continue rolling right along since there's actually nothing to talk about um, on the field right now with uh, no one doing a whole lot. Uh, Dylan, we've decided that we're going to start looking at another series here. How many series have we done now? My goodness, <laughs> we are on a roll with the series, but uh, everyone seems to enjoy them, so we're going to keep it rolling here uh, as we go uh, throughout the off season and get ready for the start of the season. This time around, uh, we're going to start looking at uh, our top ten picks at some of the big positions in the NFL entering the 2020 season. Now, Dylan, we have to specify what we're doing here because uh, this is something that could be taken a lot of different ways. Uh, we're going to go with quarterbacks here for this one. So we're going to do our top ten quarterbacks. Now, we're not just going to go through and say, here is our list that we made. You and I have put hours and hours into um, you know, looking at the specifics and say, all right, we've accumulated all the stats. We're using the different properties and mathematics, and we've decided that these are the rankings that they came into. Instead... We are basically going to do this like a draft where we are going to alternate picks, kind of like we did on some of the other series that we did with our mock draft and things like that. And we are just going to say, okay, if we were starting a team from scratch entering the 2020 season, who would we take at quarterback? So obviously I think we all know who number one is going to be. But from there, it's a matter of saying, okay, I would take this guy next. I would take that guy after that and trying to basically build our top 10 of NFL quarterbacks. Yeah, it's important to note, only for the 2020 season, so no. yeah, entering the season, but also just for this year. So we're not looking necessarily 
um, at just young guys that we want to start our team with. It's more so we have one season in a vacuum here, and we're trying to eliminate all of their teammates and the, and the players they play with from the equation because that can obviously, you know, not no offense to Jimmy G, but, you know, <laughs> within the Niners offense, maybe he's that, that Niners offense with Jimmy G leading the way might be in your top 10, but um, I don't, I'm not going to pick him <laughs> with one of my picks for just in a vacuum, uh, a guy that I'd start my team with if we were just at a, you know, start from scratch, pick your yeah. entire team up with a, a draft in the whole league. Um, so, yeah, those are the factors that we took into account. So, uh, obviously, yeah, like you said, the first one will be pretty easy to pick, a guy that you'd probably want to start your franchise with and for, have for the 2020 season. But then otherwise, uh, important to note, there might be some bets on this list that we wouldn't necessarily take if it was uh, a little bit different with our setup here. Well, and just for just for full clarity, like we, we have not built this list. So we are picking on the fly here. Neither <laughs> one of us have any idea who the other is going to pick. So um, this has not been built out. We have not planned this ahead of time. Uh, we're doing this, you know, basically knowing that we have different picks here and we don't know exactly who the other person is going to pick. So I think that makes it a lot more fun uh, and entertaining when it comes to uh, one of us probably going to be struggling here at some point, whether number five, six, seven picks, something like that. One of us is going to try to stall for about 15 minutes. But uh, unfortunately, <laughs> that's not allowed here on the podcast. We try to keep the 30 <laughs> minutes or so. Uh, so there'll be no stalling. We'll get out the buzzer if we need to uh, to make the selection. But Dylan did win uh, the virtual coin toss. So he gets to start with uh, the easiest pick uh, I think that there is because he does get the number one pick here. And uh, he's probably got about 503 million reasons <laughs> to pick this person uh, at the number one choice. Yeah, unlike the Chicago Bears, I have the option to go back and take <laughs> this man. But, no, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, the top quarterback in the NFL. I know he didn't win the MVP last year, um, obviously had his injury, and Lamar Jackson, was, we'll get to him pretty soon, I'm sure, had a fantastic season. But at this point, just Mahomes' skill set, his ability to make things happen, no matter what the circumstances are, obviously he's got a great mind, and you have to take into account the talent he has in Kansas City alongside him. But I have a feeling that even if he had been drafted by Chicago, we'd still be seeing with much worse weapons and a much worse offensive line, we'd still be seeing incredible things from this guy. Um, obviously, uh, when he won his MVP in 2018, the second QB to throw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns, didn't have nearly as many last year, but he did cut down on his interceptions. Still, despite that, averaging in his two years as a starter, uh, 4,500 passing yards. Uh, just ridiculous talent. Yeah, obviously, that, as I kind of alluded to at the beginning, if we were <laughs> drafting for the future, too, this is the guy you're going to take. There's a reason that he's making, uh, he's got this huge contract this week. And, um, yeah, obviously, uh, there's still an argument to be made that he could have been, you know, that they're still going to get a deal here because of yeah. what he brings. And, you know, there's been some jokes about what they're going to be able to do around the uh, Chiefs offense with all that money being spent on Mahomes. But they've already been planning for this moment before he started. They had, had that much confidence in him. And, uh, yeah, obviously enough confidence. And I think anyone, even uh, even the biggest Patriots fan or the biggest Tom Brady fan, now he's in a – uh, Tampa Bay would obviously pick Mahomes here as the top quarterback in the NFL. All right. Well, that one's pretty simple. Like I said, there's really no reason for us to <laughs> spend a lot of time on this one. Um, I think pretty much everyone, unless you have a bias, um, you're, you're probably picking Patrick Mahomes number one if you're starting a team from scratch heading into the yeah. season. Number two, my pick. Um, for some reason, Dylan, I think you think this is a little bit harder than it is. I think this is very simple, and I don't think this is close at all. 
Um, I didn't pick Lamar Jackson. Like, it's not even oh. a, out of the – I mean, I don't even think it's even a question. And I know, like, Tom Brady, I get it. Aaron Rodgers, like, I get it. But here's the deal. Like, this guy finished as a quarterback in the top six in the NFL in rushing. Yeah. The next best quarterback close to him in the rushing yards was at 36th, and that was Kyler Murray with 544 yards. Lamar Jackson finished with over 1,200. Um, mm-hmm. And he still finished passing-wise. While, you know, there are still some things, I think, that are going to be worked out with him. If you're telling me that I can get a guy who can put up the amount of touchdowns, the amount of yards – all those things that he did, it's a no-brainer to me. And I know everything that Tom Brady's done, but I also know that for this season, based on what I saw last season, I realize we're not necessarily saying it's the, the people that uh-huh. are around them, but I think you yeah. can you can build an offense around Lamar Jackson, a unique offense around Lamar Jackson in this season, whereas I think the offense you would build around Tom Brady may look like a lot of other offenses in the NFL. And I know that sounds weird, but I just think you you build the most unique offense with Mahomes and Jackson. And so I think for me, he's the easy number two pick. Yeah, I think you know, I'll get to my number three pick, but now my number three actually becomes easier for me. It's not a name you said of, I think you said Rodgers and Brady so far. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Lamar, I probably, if you had passed on him here, I would have taken him number three. Yes, he has the, you know, really fortunate with John Harbaugh and Greg Roman and the, what they've built around him. One of the better offensive lines in the NFL. You know, he doesn't have maybe the best receiving options, but the offense is fit around. It's not really, you know, always needing those guys to really step up and, uh, you know, fill some of the roles that you see in other offenses in the NFL. So, yeah, I mean, obviously dynamic talent. I do think it is important wherever he is, unlike Mahomes, where I may be a little more dependent on not necessarily his own talent, but the coaches having the faith to build something around him that works. But obviously you with your imaginary number two team here would be able to do that. So, yeah, I think uh, there's no questioning. The guy won MVP, obviously, last year for a reason. All the stats you mentioned, just, it just it's pretty ridiculous when you look over it again just to yeah. hear that all and uh, obviously if you just even without the numbers just watching that Ravens offense and watching Lamar last year it was it was so much fun and yeah excited to see how he bounces back after the playoff defeat I know he's talked about how motivated he is and really wants to get that monkey off his back by winning a, uh, his first playoff game yep no doubt and uh, I think that's one where like you said you just got with these two first, I mean, they're just – they're so unique, and I think it, it kind of makes it easy to, to go that route, although uh, we'll get to some more here in a second that I think, uh, you know, I think are – could be just as impactful. It's just a matter of, I think, far and away for me at this point. And, and I don't know how far and away it is, I guess, but, mm-hmm. I mean, if we're, we're talking about the two guys that come to mind right now when it comes to, you know, just the uniqueness and what they bring to the table – I think those are the two guys at the top, you know, again, not knowing exactly what Brady's accomplished, Roger accomplished, Russell Wilson yeah. on down the line. Um, those guys are going to be on our list, but I think just at the top, uh, those two make the most sense. Which brings us to number three, and I'm seeing it being typed into the sheet here. <laughs> and uh looks like Dylan is going with what I think is probably, you know, if I had the number three pick, I'd probably do the same. Yeah, this is the guy that I, with the number two pick, I may have, potentially taking him because I think he can he has the ability closer to Mahomes and people give him credit for and could fit into a a Ravens offense same way Lamar didn't have success and that's Russell Wilson I don't think anyone really does you know more with less not necessarily in talent wise but just you know they're just so determined to run the ball so much and I've talked about how fortunate as a Rams fan that I am 
that the Seahawks don't seem to be willing to get the most out of their quarterback. Obviously, um, they were able to build such a great roster around him through great drafting, but also, you know, he was drafted pretty late. And as a result, that, that rookie deal of his was such a bargain for them for so long, obviously making quite a bit more now. And he he's, you know, really deserves it. One of the most accurate deep passers in the NFL and a guy that, yeah, I, I mean, I just, I would love to see him in, in a, you know, in the type of Chiefs offense or so many other offenses in the NFL that have better offensive lines, better uh, skilled players. I mean, yeah. Tyler Lockett is obviously his number one. And, um, and, and, you know, Metcalf had a great rookie season, but Lockett and him are basically, you know, in, in 2018 at least, I believe they almost had a perfect passer rating on passes over 25 yards. And just such that connection, I, I feel like he's so willing to work with any receiver he has. He could build that kind of connection. This isn't taking anything away from Tyler Lockett, but I just yeah. think that Russell Wilson is that talented, that skilled. He's able to do anything you ask him to do. Just a great leader, uh, you know, checks every single box you could possibly think up. So, yeah, that's why I, I would have – you know, had to wrestle with between picking Lamar and Russell number two. I do think he's kind of he really as much as after these these top three in my mind it maybe drops off a bit just because of the age of some of these uh, the best quarterbacks in really NFL history when we get to Brady and Rodgers down the down the line. But um, I, I do think Russell really deserves to be in the same mentioned in the same class as Lamar and um, and Mahomes, which is crazy because I believe Russell Wilson still hasn't gotten. I think I saw a tweet from a Warren Sharp this week. He still hasn't received a single. MVP vote in his entire career, which is like, I, I didn't, you know, maybe I, maybe I read that wrong. I'll have to go check it while you're talking about the next one. But man, I, was, I read that. I was like, how is that even possible with what yeah. this guy's done? I just, it's ridiculous. And here, yeah, exactly. You may love and uh, Warren Sharp tweeted out Russell Wilson never received a single MVP vote. And, you know, guys like his teammate, a linebacker, Bobby Wagner, got one MVP vote in the time, in that same time span. Carson Palmer has one. The list goes on and on. There's a bunch of Ezekiel Elliott, Derek Carr, yet somehow Russell Wilson hasn't gotten one. I just, I don't even know how that's possible. Oh, boy. Well, let me say this. I was trying to figure out what the toughest spot was going to be in this top ten. I think it's number four. Like, because I, I think the first three are pretty... I think they're pretty clear cut. Like I would have, this is how I would have drafted in reverse order. So if, if I'd had the one and three, this is, I'm pretty sure we'd it'd look the same. Maybe just yeah. like you said, maybe you move Russell Wilson to two, Lamar Jackson three, either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we felt pretty confident about these being the top three. Now this is where it gets a little tricky because I think <laughs> this is one where our, you know, our whole thing of building a team from scratch, I think comes in here because it's based on a lot of things. It's based on production. I think it's based on intangibles and, and all mm-hmm. sorts of things that you can bring to the table. That's why with the number four pick, I, I have to take Tom Brady because Ooh. he brings, I think he brings those intangibles and I think he still brings a case of a guy who knows what he's doing. And I think that's where, you know, we look back at last year and I know the whole thing was he didn't have receivers and all that sort of stuff. But I still think even at the age he's at right now, I would have a hard time picking other players ahead of him um, mm-hmm. if I was building a team from scratch that I wanted to be able to win a Super Bowl this year with. And mm-hmm. I think that's why it would be really hard for me to pick anyone ahead of him beyond this group that we've already picked uh, just because if my goal as an owner of a team is to win a Super Bowl – I don't think I can pick Tom Brady much lower than this just because, I mean, yeah. he's he's done it so many times. And I think that it's just one of those things where he can still throw it. 
um, you know, we, we at least, if I'm the, the person in charge of building the roster, we're going to have to get, we're going to get some receivers. Um, you know, <laughs> we're not going to be throwing to, to any of these guys uh, out there that don't need to be on the field. So I just, it's, it's one I went back and forth on. And I think, you know, you could probably, I don't know, like Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, we talk about other guys, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. we throw in Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, yeah. guys like that. Um, I it's I don't know, man. I still think it's hard <laughs> to not pick Tom Brady. Yeah, I don't think we, we would ever want to slight Tom. Obviously, we've talked pretty highly of him. Never really doubted him on on this podcast out of sheer fear, at least for me, that you know uh, it's just going to come back to haunt me because yeah. <laughs> year after year he continues to just perform well. Even last year when he had you know the his lowest passing yard since uh, when he was suspended in 2016. Lowest passing touchdown since his uh, torn ACL season. We only played a game. Yeah. Uh, I still think he did a lot with the what he had there. Obviously, by the end of the year, it kind of fell apart, and the, the running game had fallen apart. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I I might not have picked him here, and maybe not quite this high, just because of um, when I'm, I'm thinking about my roster. And as much as I want to think I could just draft and build this perfect team around them, I feel like at the end of the day, it's going to kind of be middle. Of the, I'm thinking of like a with that a replacement level team that's like maybe eight and eight regardless you know outside of who the QB is so it can I throw Tom right now into uh I don't even know what kind of team we like maybe not the Falcons I I don't know exactly what (laughs) team I'd have to look at but I yeah that's part of the factor for me I just if he had been you know a couple years ago and he was putting up ridiculous passing yard numbers in the Super Bowls to the against the Falcons and the Eagles, I probably would pick him in this top four spot. But there's a couple guys, yeah, that you, you just mentioned that I do think at this point I might want for one season um, with uh, this uh, this team around it just because I think they might be able to do a bit more um, if the offensive line isn't as good, if, if the receiving corps aren't as good. Um, and here I am kind of sliding Brady, but I'm not trying to. <laughs> I'm very excited to see what he does um, with the, the talent that he has in uh, Tampa Bay, maybe their offensive line won't live up to it. So we'll get this, have to see him maybe with an offensive line. that's not quite as good, obviously has so many weapons, but yeah, he's, he's right here. I think obviously he's going to be in the top 10, probably in the top, at least top six, but yeah, not, uh, yeah, like you said, that number four spot, I, I would have wrestled with a few names here for a second. Well, Dylan betting gets Tom Brady, nothing new. And uh, speaking of betting, uh, there's no shortage of action going on. Our exclusive partners, betonline.ag Sports, slowly making their way back. And BetOnline leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have the simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. If you're looking for something else, something other than sports, that is, uh, bet online. Hundreds of games, uh, casino games, poker tournaments, and uh, prop bets to check out. All you got to do is visit betonline.ag. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word. BLUEWIRE for free welcome bonus. BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet online. You're online wagering experts. All right, Dylan, uh, we've won the Super Bowl with Tom Brady, but uh, you still get to pick uh, your fifth <laughs> selection here uh, anyways uh, for the team that is going to lose to my Tom Brady-built team, uh, number four. Yeah, this one, uh, like you said here, number as much as, <laughs> as hard as it was for you at number four, yeah. still struggling a bit here at number five. Maybe I got like 15 seconds on the clock. So I'm looking <laughs> through, guys, I'm shuffling through a few names. Uh, I know it's not Ryan Tannehill as much as I'd love to just throw him in here for the heck of it. All right, can but I can I'm, I say I'm, this? Do I'm going to go with – is it a three yes. part like three people, right, or maybe two? Is it Aaron Rodgers and Sean Watson, it's, or is there more to it? And Dak, 
And Dak. And, so and yeah, Dak was the, in there. The trio. In the consideration. Yeah. Um, I do. I did for a moment think of a couple other guys like Stafford. Where I know he obviously was. I want to put him this high. Maybe I'll get to him later on the list. But I think if – maybe I'm just biased because I've uh, really enjoyed watching him play. I think he's still, with the right roster, would have uh, had a better uh, luck in the playoffs at this point than he has and better coaching overall and not a coach who's his GM. I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I see him kind of on the same level early in his career, at least with a skill set for what Russell Wilson was able to do. Really accurate with a deep ball, able to be so versatile outside of the pocket, just does – Everything you can imagine does so much with an offensive line that hasn't been that good. It improved a little bit last year. It's going to be even tougher for him without DeAndre Hopkins. But, you know, uh, before he got hurt his rookie season, he, he stepped right into the NFL and, you know, almost beat the Patriots in a real classic game. But they had the leagues, I think, they, towards the end of the NFL and how bad the offensive line was his rookie season. Yeah. And he's, you know, still, as a result, uh, was putting up big numbers, led them to a division title after his, after his injury season, and uh, obviously winning it last year, not in really convincing fashion. But nonetheless, I, I just Deshaun is a guy that, with the right skill set, I think he has the intangibles, the same kind of leadership quality of all these guys we've talked about on the top of the list. I know he doesn't have the, the resume in the playoffs as Aaron Rodgers, who I'm sure we'll get to pretty soon, a guy that for all of his playoff losses, I think the opponents are averaging like 32 points a game against him or something like that. It's not really the same case for Deshaun, but I do think just because he hasn't won a Super Bowl like Aaron or hasn't, um, you know, led teams to, to buys the same way Dak did his rookie year with the Cowboys and that kind of thing, I think Deshaun's skill set on a league average team, he can get uh, as much out of them, if not more, than anyone else left to pick from at this point. Hmm. Interesting. I I thought about <laughs> taking him at number four too, but yeah. that's the thing is that it is it's that same group because I look beyond that group and like there's just not I'm not saying there's not any good quarterbacks, but I just don't <laughs> think there's you know I don't think there's anyone beyond that three right there that stands out, which I guess is probably going to make our our picks here the next couple ones pretty obvious, but uh, just depending on the order. But yeah, that's you know I don't know like he's one too that I think. Uh, I don't think it's enough credit, like you said, maybe for just because of kind of what he's had to, I don't know, like especially like this year I think we're really going to see because, you mm-hmm. know, he doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins and, um, you know, what they're what they're doing for him um, is maybe kind of like uh, the number six player here uh, in terms of uh, <laughs> what their franchise is doing to help out this particular player. And you can probably already guess who I'm going to pick here. Um, you know, we mentioned a couple names. I think I would still, it's kind of like the Tom Brady thing where, look, I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers is still really good. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's one of those where I, I think he's still really good. And I think he's, he's better than people think still at this point in his career. And it, and I think a lot of it has to do with what we said, just the fact that, you know, the Packers seemingly have not done him a ton of favors. Maybe, no. I don't know, like you talk about <laughs> comparing Brady and Rodgers, I mean, you could even say the Packers have done certainly less maybe work for, for Rodgers than the Patriots did for Brady. I don't know if that's a fair comparison, but I think when you just compare mm-hmm. the receivers he's had, um, you know, I don't know, maybe it's one of those two. So I, I would go Aaron Rodgers here, and I think it's one where – Probably, you know, we talked about feeling pretty good about that clear-cut top three. I could probably switch these three that we've had here, four through six, probably in a different mm-hmm. order and, and be fine with that. Um, I don't know that there's a ton that separates them if you were picking a team from scratch. Uh, but I, I do still think that, you know, I just I think we forget how good Aaron Rodgers yeah. is sometimes just because he doesn't have that supporting cast that – 
maybe he did a while back. Um, you know, it's funny. We think back to kind of the supporting cast that Brett Favre had when he was there with Green Bay. Um, and you just look around at some of the other options and I don't know, like, I just think it makes it, it makes it hard to know exactly what you're getting. But I think if you put him, you know, in a situation where even with that supporting cast, they were still a win Mm -hmm. away from the Super Bowl last year. So, uh, almost feels like I'm putting him too low here at number six, but, uh, we'll, we'll go with that. I really, yeah, he's the guy, I know I mentioned Dak, but I, I, he's the one that I may have picked over Deshaun. And, you know, maybe some of the things that Aaron still can do, I think he can still do all, make all the throws that everyone talks at Seasonal Homes. They're like, we've never seen anyone do these throws. Yeah, we have. It's Brett Favre <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, both these guys make, or, you know, especially in their primes, making ridiculous throws out, outside of all sorts of arm slots, all sorts of uh, sets with their feet. Um, and, yeah, I think we forget. I, I, I touched on that playoff stat. Yeah, averaging over 35 points a game in their, uh, <laughs> yeah, in their, in their playoff losses um, against – I mean, he's and you think back and you know they won the one Super Bowl and just like Favre, you look back and you think like how did they only win one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers? Well, it's because they've uh, they've had so many really close, heartbreaking playoff defeats. Obviously, the the one last year against the Niners not doesn't fall into that category. But going further back, yeah, their defense just really never kept up with the offense. Then once the offense the offensive line was still pretty good, but the weapons weren't there as much. Um, the last real chance I think they had to to win, I mean, obviously one game away from making the Super Bowl last year, but I think the year they blew the NFC title game of the Seahawks, you can point to that. And, I, yeah, I just – I mean, there were some moments in the 2018 season where I started – you start seeing some of the throws that Aaron was missing that he never used to miss, uh, just just inaccuracy with throws that were – you know, he's making ridiculous passes still, but then you'll have – like a 13 yard out or whatever, and then he's just it's off target. That kind of you didn't really see that as much last year. And I know the offense was a bit different. His average yards per attempt went down, and uh, that was just a product of what they were trying to do. And they ran the ball a ton. I do think still in a vacuum, yeah, he's got to be, he's still right in this list. I, you know, as much as I uh, love Tom, I, I may have taken Deshaun and Rogers before him just because of what I think they can do with out uh, the offensive line around them. Obviously, Tom can still make it work with a lot of short passes and still really accurate. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, I think Rodgers deserves to be in this slot, uh, at least you know, maybe if not the top five. He's definitely worthy still at this point. There's, and it's funny because before we recorded this, I was looking through it with numerous like QB rankings from all different sites, even our own, and there's a, there's a number where Rodgers isn't in the top ten. And to me, it's just I – you know, maybe they're taking into account the lack of weapons. The fact maybe it's just partially because they didn't draft any receivers, and those things are being taken into account. But I just don't know how you you put him outside of the top ten of quarterbacks in the NFL right now. It just doesn't compute to me. I, he's still on that level. He's still, you know, it's not like he's uh, he's not in his early forties uh, like Tom even. So he's yeah, I still think he's got a few really good years ahead of him, and I uh, we'll see depending on what the teams like around him how he does this year, but. Uh, I do think him, he himself on his own level, uh, you know, even late in that San Francisco game, he started kind of leading a little bit of a comeback, and you see he still has the capability to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because I was looking at something, and, and I think ESPN did on their um, their insider subscription uh-huh. thing, they did something that was like a poll with the uh, NFL coaches and executives of the top ten quarterbacks. They had Rodgers number three on that yeah um they had Mahomes number one and here you go they had Russell Wilson number two Lamar Jackson was at number six um yeah. behind one guy that we haven't even mentioned yet so 
Um, so that's it. Brady at number seven. So if you want to yell at me for picking Brady <laughs> higher, there you go. But uh, again, I kind of took a risk on that. Um, but uh, you know, it, it is what it is. So uh, I'll take his 14 Super Bowl rings, and uh, I'll you know you can trade me the zero that you have. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, I think that's what we're talking about here when it comes to this because I think you're going to get some different opinions, and I think it's just a matter of you know it is. Putting it into our criteria, building it around, you know, sort of a, a scratch team here, and you're trying to figure out uh, how you want to do it, it's, uh, you know, subjective. So, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, next up, we are at um, the next spot here at, what are we at, seven? Yeah, number seven. Um, oh, boy. I, I think this is easy, though, for you. I think number eight, that's where it gets difficult. I there so there's two names that maybe uh, I won't name the second one that I'm not going to go with. I there's two names I'm kind of thinking of, but I I'm going to stick with my mold of guys that I think that can really uh, that are, are all my quarterbacks so far: Mahomes, Wilson, Watson, all guys that can throw in the run, all guys that can uh, make things happen without the best offensive line, without the best weapons. And uh, this is a guy that does benefit from those things, but I do think he could probably fit into a lot of systems, and we could make it work. Uh, with those things, and that's Dak Prescott. I, yeah. I just at this point, I you know, slander him. At, I really, I know it's more probably towards just not liking the Cowboys than him. It's weird because it's not like it's a guy that was drafted like number one overall and then isn't like performing as high as people expect. This is, I mean, he was what a fourth round pick, right? Third or yeah. fourth round pick, and you know, for him to become what he. Obviously, out of nowhere, really became the when Tony at Roma got hurt, just grabbed that starting job, made, you know, led the Cowboys to the best record in the NFC as a rookie, and he really hasn't slowed down like a ton just because they haven't been winning. I mean, last year finished with uh, at least in the QB rates from uh, from Football Outsiders, their their stat is similar to DVOA, but um, for specifically for quarterbacks, he ranked above Mahomes and uh, DYARs first in the NFL. I mean, he's just one of the most efficient quarterbacks. He had obviously passing, and you know there are questions sometimes with his accuracy consistently downfield, but uh, overall still a pretty accurate quarterback. Obviously one of the, you know, they're outside. You know, it's not really fair to compare him to Lamar Jackson in terms of his rushing ability, but still um, has finished with uh, over 305 yards per season since he became a starter rushing with five rushing touchdowns a season. Still a threat and really helps him become one of the best, uh, most efficient offenses in the NFL in the red zone just because of their ability to have that dual threat running the ball. So, yeah, it's it's Dak here for number seven, a guy that on some lists you'll see him much higher too. And I, I, but I do think there's one other name that if you don't pick him on number eight, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna swoop him up at number nine. Um, that I think at this point um, still deserves to be considered here, um, and maybe more in the Tom Brady mold, and where I might not pick him above these guys um, that we've named so far, but I still think. Um, obviously, with a ton of experience, you might know what I'm reading to this point. But there's one other guy I really did uh, consider here with number seven pick. Drew Brees. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, because I'm considering him at number eight. Um, I tell you, I I think that's where I would go at number eight. Um, although I there's kind of one outside the box pick here that if you look around at a lot of these top ten lists, I don't see him in there. And, and maybe it's an offense thing um, where the offense that he plays in is seemingly so suited to how, you know, he plays that if you put him out there in a different one or you put him out there with a different supporting cast, it may be different. Uh, and especially if we were doing a top ten ranking for the specific team that they have this season, I would probably yep. put this guy higher. 
Um, but we may still find a spot on him here in the next three, but we'll see. But I, I think I have to go with Drew Brees at number eight um, just because, like you said, you just mentioned it, I think all the different things. And, and look, it, it is, too, like we're saying, we're, we're trying to build a team to win a Super Bowl, and I think because he's won a Super Bowl, uh, because Brady's won a Super Bowl, like I think those are aspects that go into it. Rogers another one. Because those are aspects that go into it, I just think that they have to be put in consideration uh, when you're doing that because we are building for the season, saying that, look, we're not building for two seasons from now when all three of those guys, you know, could basically be in a situation where, okay, maybe they've they've gone on that downturn versus Mm -hmm. where they are now. And and I know a lot of people see Brady there now, but I still think all three of these guys are really good. Um, So I, I think I would probably have to go with Breeze at eight. Yeah, similar to Rodgers in terms of the amount of heartbreaking playoff defeats and, yeah. and more, even more recent, Aaron's maybe a little more in the rear view mirror now, but you know, have last year losing overtime to the Vikings, being 13-3 and three and getting a wild card spot in the first place, just really tough. Uh, and obviously the loss to the Vikings a couple of years back in the Minneapolis Miracle, the, uh, obviously the play with the Mikel Roby Coleman, the no PI call against the Rams, and just so many different things that have, snake bit him from having more titles and more chances to play in the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, still year after year, one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the NFL. It's hard, just like with Tom and all the years and with the Patriots, it's hard to disconnect him from uh, Sean Payton. But I still think in a vacuum, he's still worthy of being in this top eight here. Yep, we'll go with Drew Brees there. And, uh, you know, I don't know how much higher I would put him on the list. Um, and maybe that's, you know, maybe that's not right. Maybe he should be higher. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll go with him at number eight. But I I tell you, and we keep saying this, but I think this is really where it gets interesting <laughs> because I'm thinking of, like, we're going to finish this top ten list, and there are going to be guys that I'm saying, well, how did he not make it on there? Yeah, I mean, this is a tough spot, too. Um, obviously, I, man, there's so many guys I can consider right now. Think of, you know, possibly like a real wild card. I'm not going to pick him would be Kyler Murray, but that'd be really projecting a lot for him in this season. Um, going down the list. Spoiler, I, spoiler. That's who I was talking about a second ago. There you go. He was the outside and, the box pick that I said maybe <laughs> because because the offense he's in. I've just gotten too excited, and I really think this year like he could really put up some numbers. And our friends at that, that online, you know, those MVP odds, they're not bad. Yep. So yeah, they're telling you. I mean, yeah, it, it could be a pretty good bet. I just at this point, it's tough to after one season to yep. put him yep. above some of these guys that have done it for years, and you feel more confident. And I feel like, yeah, we might, I might end up regretting this. And obviously, <laughs> this is a list right now. It's going to yep. be really easy with hindsight after he goes off and the Cardinals make the playoffs next year to pick him. Um, other guys that are, I feel like I'm. In the consideration that I'm not picking, Matt Ryan's on this border right here, maybe. Carson Wentz probably should be getting a little more love yeah. uh, than he is. Um, but the player I'm going to pick, which is on brand, if you listen to some of our podcasts early in the season, is Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Before, so at the time of his injury, um, this is from a CBS article, one of these ranking ones. Um, at the time of his injury last season, he was second in touchdown passes, fourth in yards per attempt fifth in passer rating, third in DYAR, that same stat I uh, I just mentioned with Dak, fifth in DVOA, and seventh in total QBR. Uh, He was thriving in Daryl Bevel's system. They lost some really tough games, and the defense really just took a tailspin in the second half of the year. Obviously, he was out. um, But still, I mean, yeah, he was on pace by the end of the year to just throw under for just under 5,000 yards, 4,998, so just under 5,000. 38 touchdowns and 10 picks if he'd been going at the same rate through his first eight games there. 
Um, yeah, him and Bevel were had it working really well. A team that doesn't have the best offensive line, a really bad running game last year, despite all the talent they have. Um, when you think about the guys with Carryon Johnson and what they should be able to do, but he, he does have some really talented receivers still at this point. Um, so that, that is part of it, but obviously in this consideration, I just think if you throw him to a league average offense, I think it's probably a, a step above what the lines have been. So you probably expect his, his performance to uh, actually increase. And a guy that I just, I know he's put up so many great stats year after year, and there's like you know jokes about the lack of playoff success, not even you know barely even ever making the playoffs that many times. Yeah. And then the two, I think it's only two two or three times, and they've obviously lost both times. Um, yeah, it's just. I don't know, man. It's it's a, it's tough at the end of this list, but I I just feel the most comfortable if I had to pick a guy of the ones left. Where if he's healthy, now that's that's something I guess you can consider even if it's only for one season. Yeah. He has struggled so many times with injuries, and that's a product you know of the of getting hit as many times as he has. Um, but yeah, I mean, just going from you look at the jump from Jim Bob Cooter as offensive uh, coordinator and mm-hmm. average yards per attempt in last year, all the way up to second in the NFL behind. You guessed it, Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> the <laughs> highest yards per attempt of any quarterback in the NFL. But Stafford was there at number two, and uh, with the Lions, I think that's quite the accomplishment. And I do think he's deserving of being on any top ten list. I think he's still that good and still has a few good years uh, left in him. Yeah, one of the biggest what-ifs of the decade. What if Stafford didn't play for the Lions? Like, I think that's <laughs> an interesting one because, I don't know, like, it's just, I mean, it's not a knock on the Lions, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Like I just feel like there have been so many sort of missed opportunities mm-hmm. um, in terms of what they could have achieved. Um, you know, and again, they, it's not like I mean they've had some you know several winning seasons in there, but um, you know, and look, when he came into the league, he entered a situation where we knew he wasn't going to win right away. Um, you know, they were going to struggle, yeah. but uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I would have probably you know if you would have picked someone else at nine, I probably would have had a hard time leaving him off the top ten. So mm-hmm. um, which makes it tougher here for me. Uh, I think <laughs> number ten is the toughest spot on the board here. Um, man, I this is uh yeah this is a hard one for me because I I'm telling you I keep trying to talk myself into Kyler Murray but I yeah. just I I want to go out on a limb and pick him but There's no repercussions if you did I know but I at the same time I think if you look at the numbers uh-huh. I think this is another one of those guys that maybe has not sort of gotten. The credit, and I mean, look, he's got credit, but I think we have to realize, too, it, it honestly, like, for me, it feels like this guy's been in the league for 10 years, but he hasn't, and he's only been in the league four years, it's going to be his fifth season. Like, it feels like he's been there much longer, and that's Carson Wentz. Like, I don't know what it is, it's just like, I feel like he's been the quarterback there for a long time. <laughs> um, but, look, he's, uh, you looked at his numbers, they're just, like, they're really good, and I think it's another one where, that Super Bowl season, I think that's something that sort of if he had won, if he had been the guy like at, that won that Super Bowl, um, yeah. I think we'd be we'd be having such a different conversation right now. And I think it's like it'd be it'd be a no brainer. We'd have had him up the board here probably. Um, mm-hmm. And I think just for some reason, because he's not credited with that Super Bowl. I think it just makes it so much different, and and yet he's still. I mean, again, you look at his numbers; they've still been really good. And mm-hmm. I just think he's someone that's probably a little bit more versatile than he gets he's credit for. He's not just someone that just drops pass, oh, yeah. passes like he can do a lot of different things. Um, so just looking around at the rest of the field, I think he's the guy I'd have the hardest time leaving off of a top ten list. 
yeah, I mean, obviously, on 20s, not that, like you said, it feels like it's been much longer. Yeah. Uh, but, in, yeah, in his second full year uh, starting in 2017, uh, you know, before the injury, was going to win MVP. Not, obviously, we don't know what would have happened maybe in the Super Bowl, but uh, given what the, what they were able to do on offense with Coles, just even in that first playoff game, they almost lose to the Falcons. You feel like they're probably putting up more points with wins. They probably still are able to beat the Vikings with the performance they had as a team. Um, we'll see, I, you know, hard to really top what Foles was able to magically do in that Super Bowl, but nonetheless, completely, like you said, changes his narrative. All the injuries have taken a toll on him, not having that MVP in his, under his belt. Obviously, Matt Ryan has an MVP under his belt, so maybe if they if they end up losing that Super Bowl with him starting, maybe yeah. he's still kind of considered in this, this park. But yeah, a guy that even, I think back to the 2018 season, especially before he had those injuries as well, and Foles again stepped in for him. He was making a lot of these same throws that uh, you know you look at where Aaron Rodgers esque before. Maybe now they're Patrick Mahomes asking the guy, yeah, also making ridiculous throws from all sorts of arm angles. Last year, no receivers to speak of with all the injuries they had. Greg Ward and Mac Hollins as his primary receivers uh, outside of obviously his tight ends uh, with Goddard and Ertz are really their main guys. Still managed to throw for over 4,000 yards had a really low yards per attempt, but again, I think that's more of a product of the talent he had around him and what they had to really do to make it work last year. So I, yeah, we'll see what they, we'll see how, if Rager helps him out this year. Um, I I just overall, I think, yeah, I think he's definitely deserving. I don't know if I would have, I probably would have, yeah, it's hard for me to say because I don't have to think about it the same way, but I, <laughs> I, I feel I feel pretty good about this one. I, I'd probably feel worse about leaving him off than some of the guys that we actually did. Yeah. Um, you said Kyler would have a, a role here. But, yeah, Wentz, a guy that yeah doesn't get the credit, maybe not in the same level with the level of hate that you see for yeah. uh, Dak, but I, I do think Wentz, yeah, much better than he's still getting credit for at this point in time. And uh, as you said, I mean, he was kind of older when he did get drafted, so maybe that's part of why. It feels like he's been in the NFL so long, and just the years he's had, the grueling punishment, the, you know, now he's a concussion last year, just so many different things that, um, yeah, it just feels like he's been aged by the league more than any uh, of these other young quarterbacks that we've kind of talked about. But uh, still a guy that, at this point, I think the Eagles will be more than happy to be leading them, despite, obviously, drafting Jalen Hurts and what that might mean. All right, quickly, I'm going to give you five quarterbacks. We're going to pick one out of this group that we would say, all right, if we had to pick a number 11, like who would who would be number 11? Um, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, um, Matt Ryan, Kyler Murray, and... Jimmy G. Oh no, definitely not Jimmy G. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, uh, that, that was like the reach. Brand. That was like the number five reach one for me. I, I was like, I can't find another um, unless I just forget Ben Roethlisberger. How about that? We forgetting about Big Ben? Yeah, Big. I think Big Ben is definitely worthy of being in the conversation. Um, obviously, we don't know what we're gonna get, and I think just because it is this one season and that uncertainty would play a role. Yeah. Um, but if, if if you know he's going to be healthy, I do think he's he's right on this border. Um, out of that group, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe I'm tempted for the you know, like the Kyler Murray <laughs> hype and the the hot take kind of thing. I feel like Matt Ryan and Kirk Cousins are probably the more reasonable two to to pick yeah. between for this spot. Um, I maybe am a little more because you know, obviously last year I picked the Falcons to make the playoffs, which uh, did not happen. I haven't really learned my lesson yet, but I, I still believe Matt Ryan. It's probably the guy I'd go with. Uh, you know, obviously, it hasn't been the same since he had Shanahan, but he looked a heck of a lot better than Jimmy G's looked with Shanahan and yeah. with a really good offensive line and some uh, major weapons. So 
Yeah, I'll put I'll pick Matt Ryan. I do think Kirk Cousins is a good one to include there. Um, I do think once we get down a little further, I, I, you know, this is my Rams bias a little bit, but he still has, you know, some of the better yards <laughs> for attempt, some of the better advanced uh, stats than Jared Goff. Yep. Um, but I do think he needs so many things to be working around him. Similar to Matt Ryan, but I, I do think Matt Ryan's a bit better than both those guys. I'll go with him if we had to do a number 11 pick. All right, there you go. And we would – are we on this, like, <laughs> Joe Burrow, Tua, Justin Herbert, like, would any of them even be close to the conversation for you? There's no way to know. Yeah. Um, maybe – That's a smart answer. Burrow, just because, <laughs> like, we – like, how uh, – you know, I'd like to say Joe, but at the same time – and obviously played against a lot of really talented teams in the SEC. The, the game early in the year against Texas was a great one, and – um, yeah, I feel like he's had some good opponents. I know they had, but they also had so much talent on the offense. It's hard to really know until we see it. I feel like Cincinnati's not going to be the most fair evaluation, although they do have some good skill players we've talked about. Yeah. Um, but he's the only one that you'd like think maybe and like on an average team that would have a chance to do something. I feel like he could have a pretty decent rookie year. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's tough to put those guys, you just don't know until you see them in the NFL. Like when Jameis and Mariota got drafted, like, I feel like, you know, you may have been like, yeah, in a couple of years, we put them in that top 10 and obviously yep. they never even got close to that level. So it's, it's just really tough until you see them in their offense and see them make it work. And you can make an evaluation at that point, if it's a product of the players and coaches they have around them or not. But even right now, it's just, it's just a shot in the dark. <laughs> Um, you know, the one name we haven't mentioned, we'll wrap up here, but we didn't mention Cam at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that's another one that's probably a product of if we're drafting for one season, as even if, even mm-hmm. like we did, we talked about this, we said we would probably move the Patriots up in our minds, but that's based on knowing what the team is built like and knowing that they have a defense, I think the way that they have. Um, so yeah. I think it's much harder in our scenario and criteria that we're using probably to pick Cam among that group. Yeah, it's the same kind of issue as Big Ben, like in terms of the injury stuff, obviously all indications are that he's healthy, but at the same time, we just haven't seen him on the field in so long. And even with the rookie guys that we're talking about, we haven't seen them on the field in NFL games in such a long time. It's just hard to, like it might, yeah, he might end up just, uh, we mentioned Kyler too, he might end up being uh, one of the top 10 quarterbacks next season. That's very reasonable, obviously, with the coaching he has and all those other factors in play. And in a vacuum, yeah, Cam, a perfectly healthy Cam, Deserves to be probably right in, in this list, probably maybe knocking Dak out, or uh, not Dak, uh, Carson. But, uh, yeah, I, it's just hard to know right now. And all, <laughs> all we're picking for is one single season. And, uh, these, yeah, I think we, uh, I'm pretty satisfied with the picks I made and the ones also that you made. I feel like this is probably close enough to what I would, if I had to make my own top ten, it would have ended up looking like, which is a little bit of shifting here and there. Yep, there you go. Uh, there's our top ten for the quarterbacks. Uh, plenty of uh, Jimmy G slander in there uh, that you can uh, put on there. I love Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, Dylan, we didn't, even, we didn't mention Dylan's other boy, Josh Allen. How about that? So, oh, um, no. maybe he'll get Sorry. some maybe he'll get some run in the, uh, the running back group uh, when we get to our top ten. Uh, running backs in the next episode but uh, there you go there's our top 10 Uh, let us know how you would do it if you were picking a top 10 uh, drafting it because uh, again there's lots of different combinations uh, you can work with there but uh, for everything else Dylan lots of stuff going on over clutch points as uh, we try to keep up uh, who's coming back when they're coming back if they're coming back all that good stuff 
you can go to clutchpoints.com to the NFL section there at the top of the page. All of our NFL content found there. Start getting some fantasy stuff probably pretty soon. Um, hopefully the season will start on time. Even if it doesn't, still could start your fantasy prep. Um, we'll get that covered, obviously. Still some NFL rumors and all that good stuff. And eventually when the games are available, you can follow those in the app. You can listen to our podcast on the website and the app. You can read all our NFL content in the app. And, yeah, with NBA games, hopefully, fingers crossed, if everything still works out, starting in about three weeks, I believe. And then, yeah, MLB games starting in just over two weeks. You can follow us on app. We'll have that all covered. Yep, check that out. And as always, check out the podcast, uh, any podcast app you use. Just search for it there and subscribe for free. Uh, and uh, thanks, as always, to find folks at Blue Wire and Bet Online for all that they do. And thank you guys, always, for listening. And we will talk to you guys next time here on the Establish the Past podcast. <laughs>